podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. Hi. So it's January 10, 2022. And the reason I'm making a voice memo now is because I guess some people love hearing it rather than reading about it. Let me discuss what exactly happened. Today was a day when I thought that I would really be dead because I was long the market January 6, January 7. I've been buying names. And obviously, the pre-market on January 10 was bleak. We've seen actually fangs go down. The Nasdaq futures was 15,100. And during the pre-markets, obviously, growth stocks got punished yet again. And I thought that growth stocks that I loved, like C-Limited and Square or CrowdStrike or Affirm or Unity or Roblox, was already ripe for some action on the upside. I thought I'd be dead, but I also thought, hey, they were near supports. Palantir was trading at support. Even if it fell down again during that time, Palantir was $15, I held. I held because, not because I knew that the market was going to reverse. All I knew was, at the end of the day, I knew that My buying power was deployed in a crash. I may not be able to time that exact crash point, but it's not as if I bought them high. I bought some of my squares at about $145-$140. That was already 50% lower than the 280 level. Should it fall to about $120 or $130, I thought to myself, it's fine. I could never time the bottom for square, but I could perhaps sell it at 150 at the very least if I needed to break even on my cost. I knew that at 190 below for C-Limited, it was low enough. Sure, it could fall 170, and so it did. On that day, it fell 168. But was there a chance that I could sell it at 205 or 210? I felt that I could because it was already oversold. This was a day when I thought I would be dead, but my Novavax and my Moderna won. They went 11% up today. From morning till close, it was up. And Chinese stocks like my JD and Alibaba continue to persist through. It was resilient. In fact, Billy Billy, which used to be not a strong name in China, ended up being 7% up, closing from a low of 38 to as high as 41. And I guess I could get out of this at about 42 and 43. Indeed, I bought the dips on Chinese names like Billy when it was tanking about $36 last week, and I bought it about 38. I felt that I could sell it at 42 and 46. Today is more like just, wow, happy to know that I am correct with buying those names. 
at a time when I thought that it is just another day when growth names will continue to drop, when Chinese stocks that are already oversold to begin with would have to end up not getting more downside, at least for the day, I saw that the volatility is huge for the shorts and the longs to have an ability to exit their longs if they wish, perhaps at a gain, 5-10% gain, or even more. Now, obviously, I would still start shorting the China pump when it gets rejected somewhere next week or next next week if I see that the rally could only last for just a few more days. However, at least in my China bottom fishing department, my escapades there had many good results. Actually, all of them had been good results because I bought Alibaba, JD, and Billy. They were good. They rallied. Now, obviously, I'm also seeing that Chinese energy names, which I plan to get in, like PetroChina and Sinopec, would probably be a good 2022 alternative. So I'll probably put it in my buy lists sometime this year. Toyota Motors managed to just trudge through. Alibaba was fine. China Mobile was fine. They're fine. Now, I know that a lot of uh, small caps would not get some love. And so, I was right in doing all my sell calls in Copen when it was trading at about $5 and was giving me as high as a dollar of yield. So, yes, the yields are going to be on July and April. That's just three months and six months away. But still... Those sell calls prove a lot of help when Copen just died nearing $3, I believe, this day. Yeah, it closed from $3.30 to, 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 to end up $3.60. You know, but any price below 5 for Copen, in my view, is practically nothing. So what I do with these names is, obviously, I'll sell more calls than I usually would. It's not a covered call. I am a naked short seller on Copen, and I don't mind. Because it's at 5 and 7.5 that I'm selling calls for, not at 4 or 3. Now, you'll see that yesterday was also a day when everyone probably was trying to set stop losses of people knowing that, hey, they could have made a stop loss on Zoom or Teladoc near the lows of the year. And so it was broken and it managed to snap back up. That's habitual. When the markets are oversold, usually the shorters like to sell down on a new low. And I thought I'd lose money because I could never know how much the shorters wanted to punish growth names even further. But I woke up today, I ended up making money simply because the market eventually reversed upwards. This was the same thing that happened January 6th. It was a pause there in January 7, January 10, it tried to make a new low. But what are these prices hitting new lows when the market is also closing unchanged? Negative 10% days becomes 1% up day. So I know that obviously a lot of short covering indeed is in the air. A lot of people who are shorting are getting their whip sauce as well because everything can just snap back up to close up. Well, at least concerning the names I believe upon. 
like C Limited, like Square, like Roblox, like Affirm, like Crowd, they reversed up. It is volatile. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't go down. It doesn't mean that it wouldn't go up. A volatile market simply means both sides have high equal probability. It's okay that the markets could fall 10%, but it's also okay that the markets could go up 10% within the day. And those days remind me of what days? Usually short-term bottom days. Because your markets don't bottom without volatility. As much as you think that I'd love to buy a name when there is no volatility, unfortunately for you, there is no such thing. You can never get these names without volatility. So most people who do buy have to buy with an approximate reason that whatever they buy, they could literally keep it even if it goes 20% against them in the short term. Obviously, simply because they feel that, hey, there's an equivalent upside for these types of names and it's worth it to take that dip even if that dip could go deeper for a bigger dip. Now, obviously, I thought that Moderna and Novavax had supports when it traded at 208 for Moderna and Novavax was trading at $120. I sold puts during that time and those, sold, those sell puts eventually made money today as Moderna traded from 208 lows to as high as 235 I exited some Moderna at 233. Nova, I think Moderna is going to go up again to about 250. And I'll sell again later for some Moderna sell puts I have by closing it through a buy put. That's the same thing that I'll do when Novavax went from 120 to 135. The first 10% day, obviously, it can rise another 100. No, not 100%, obviously. But from 120, can it rise to about 150 or 160? Yeah, it could. And I could close my sell puts by buying puts and then with rallies 160, I could actually be a buyer of put options if it's cheap enough. So you see, buying Alibaba is normal for most people because Alibaba is quite resilient. There was less volatility in Alibaba. And that actually inspired people to buy JD, Pintuatua, Futu. A lot of Chinese names went up because Alibaba simply went up. Unity reversed up. I had a huge position in Unity, and so I used the rally in the call options to exit at the gain. I even posted my sales. I just posted it at just 10% gain, but had I kept it, it would have been a 50% gain overnight. It's probably going to be up 100% if there's a follow-through tomorrow, because those are call options. Now, I'm still ongoing in selling my C-Limited Affirm Roblox calls and so forth, but yes, Simply because a 10% rally in the stock could happen, the call options could explode 100 to 300%. We are getting 10% down days and 10% up days unchanged at a close. What this means simply is volatility. The bears are getting squeezed sometimes simply because they are getting killed on, and getting killed as well because they're already oversold. Usually, if you are a bear, you don't sell something with an RSI that's already oversold below 30. Sure, it can go to 20 or 15. But every now and then, you can also see whipsaws. 
you saw that happen when SE rallied from 168 to 187 intraday, and it could close to about 198 tomorrow. Obviously, I have postings to sell my C Limited 195 to 215. Is that potentially possible? Obviously, yes. It was just 230 three days ago. Because the market is so oversold, it can take 10 to 20% ranges up or down within a day. This was evident in March 2020 during the pandemic lows, evident in March 2021 last year when we had our first short-term drop, remember March 9, and a huge snapback rally until March 18, where we nuked. Now, if you can recall, it always reverses to give us a perfect nuke point. If January 6, 7, 10 are very much oversold days, it means that by January 17 or January 20, we'll have a perfect nuke point if we want to sell a relief rally on a bounce. So obviously, I'm also preparing sell calls upward or buying puts upwards, but not when it's oversold. Because I still believe we can escape. If you bought January 6, 7, 10, I think that you could sell January 16, 17, 18, perhaps at a gain. In fact, even tonight, January 11, sit and try to exit with a gain. Makakalabas because it's oversold. Square is oversold. Notice that the call options of Square last night went from a low of $1.99 on the $145 call options to close at $5.50. That is a 300% move intraday. In fact, there's even leeway to exit Square from 550 to as high as 6 or 7 or even 10. Because when the stock of Square rises from 133 to 155, that 155 minus 145 is 10 bucks. That is intrinsic value of the options. That's not even implied volatility. It's just intrinsic value when a stock price goes down and up 10 to 20 dollars. The call options obviously would gyrate in a huge fashion. Literally, your $100 can hit $1,000 because of that gyration. And so it happened with Unity. Unity, the 120 calls on January 2022, fell to as low as 380. Yes, you heard me right. 3% yield at 3.8. Rally to close at $9.30 or, or, or triple. And we're talking about just a single day. A single day. You're already getting 100 to 200 swings on the ranges on the call options overnight. We're seeing 2% yields hit 6% yields overnight. So what do we know about this? When call options get shorted all the way down, being sold peanuts with only 1% to 2% yields, the proper thing to do is to actually know that they could actually go up, snap back, simply because they're oversold, simply because there could be a short covering involved, simply because everyone's already a bear. Is it a chance that C-Limited can go to 05? Yes, but you should obviously sell calls on that rally. 168 to 205 is 20% pop. Volatility is huge. A 20% pop in the stock means literally 200 to 300% or even 500% moves on the call options. So that means that obviously 
if the stocks involved in growth names can give you a 5 to 10% yield on the selling, you should sell. But if it's like 1 to 2% yields or even 3% yields, you should look to buy. And when 2% hits 10% yield, what does that mean? It's a 5x move on the call options. So call options sold for less than 2% yields last night. That's why as a whole, in my view, it reversed. When people are selling calls, that means that they are protecting themselves way too much. They have positions, they're selling calls, that is their insurance. Either they're doing a covered call or doing naked selling calls. And I believe that is what led the market to rally. It was a positioning aspect. When there are too many people shorting via selling calls or buying put options, you end up with a reverse move, at least to the unchanged mark. At yesterday's height of fear, January 10, 2022, anybody who bought call options in the growth names, whether it be Palantir, whether it be C-Limited, it was really just whether you had a gall to buy call options, knowing it was too low, whatever you wanted to get fundamentally with conviction, you would have been up 100% overnight. It was the case for Roblox Unity C-Limited Affirm. The swing from negative 10% to a positive 1% is a 100 to 300% move in the call options. Now, even portfolios that have no options at all, that are just simply long stocks, because it kept gyrating negative 10% and then 1% unchanged, doing nothing and just holding through would have meant that your money stayed intact and didn't lose more. So st some stocks are refusing to fall simply because they're oversold. You saw this happen, how Chinese names deflected being sold upon. During December, Alibaba was getting killed. The listing, all types of negative news whatsoever, cybersecurity, a lot of Chinese regulatory. But what happened? Alibaba just stayed at 110. It stayed there and it stayed there. And now we're seeing Alibaba trade near 130 or $20 up or 20% up. So what all I'm saying is that when you punish names on the option markets, to the point of reading almost everything, Fierce comebacks. That is what happens. So I thought I'd be down last night. I ended up being positive. You know why? Simply because when everyone's bearish, it only takes an unchanged market to reverse sentiment and reverse call options 100 to 300% to the upside. And that was enough for Moderna and Novavax for me to be up. And I wasn't bleeding as much as I thought I would. You may have thought I would get killed, right? I thought so too. The vaccine stocks helped me a lot. Betting on the supports gave me gains. All things reversed. You've seen Tesla go up at the close, NASDAQ go up, but we know it's going to be sold down a few days from now. This pattern is similar to what we saw on March 8 to 13, 2021, and we rallied a week after. And then we sold down 40 to 50% later. So that's what I think would happen. Maximum pessimism in the short term will lead to a short covering rally in the short term. But I also think that it's necessary to be aware 
20% pops will be sold down. I took a look at the Twitter feed sentiment action. It was just really a lot of fear. And I'm happy to say at least last night, people, some of them bought. We saw JP Morgan buy the dip. In fact, people are now saying, you could probably throw a dart and a toddler now could literally make so much money in the next three to five years. It's getting that stupid. Because you saw how Zoom video was punished last night. 170 bucks, I think. Or was it 160? Sometimes I don't even look. Because it's just too many bears of Roblox and Unity. And you wonder sometimes, hey, did the company really deteriorate that much for it to fall down that much as well? Now, if you think Roblox and Unity aren't going to be companies that are treated like a goner, too many bears last night had an eventful day. The bulls knocked them down for a punch too. In a world of so many bears, are metaverse names truly bound to be zeros? Obviously not. I saved an infographic, something that I feel would, you know, encapsulate. If you are a believer of metaverse, some names is probably harder, but some names are also obviously going to be a winner. So I guess that you just don't forget Unity and Roblox each time the bears will kill them to nothingness. And um, I'm also happy that AdMix is part of the ad tech in the metaverse. And the only reason perhaps that you would 10x on it is simply because in the private equity markets, you wouldn't be allowed to puke the hell out of your company and you're literally a five to six year hold on them. Happy to know the meta world, you know, the metaverse knows the public markets are going haywire and ballistic over the high rates. But look what happened. Nike bought RTFKT Studios. It was a great acquisition. And I'm glad to know JP Morgan bought the dip. A lot of institutions bought Palantir, even as the prices tanked last night. You look at January to December 2021, as Palantir shares kept falling down, a lot of institutions actually kept buying the dip on Palantir. We saw this happen during 2019-2020 when Bitcoin fell. Institutions kept loading up on Bitcoin, by the way. Now, obviously, everyone thinks in hindsight they know the bottoms, that Palantir would bottom at 15, that Palantir would bottom at 10. Who knows? At least you know that it's a good name. So the market sell-off actually forces you to become large on your one and only loves. Surely it's obvious that when a, bar when a bear market is apparent, I keep the companies I love. I defend them even in the midst of a worldwide crash. From people who just want to tear the market down to pieces. From people who want to crash it down to oblivion. I'm not here to say I know the bottom. But you will always find me defending my loves. Perhaps I'll have the shares and I'll sell calls, high calls on high strikes. That's just how I am. You would know that when everyone leaves you, when everyone leaves a company, I'm the type of person, if I love you, if I love you as a company, I'd be standing there beside you, even if the world's bearish. You know, when Unity felt about $70, it made a V-shaped reversal to as high as 170. 
and everyone was pounding the table as if they were buying Unity when it was trading at 80 and 70. Now Unity's what? Well, it's not yet 70 and 80. Unity's about 120. Still though, should Unity retest 70, 80, you know I'll be there for Unity. Now, you know, I, I'd be there standing beside companies I love, even if the world's bearish. If you are worth loving, I'd be there. This is not a cheesy line. It's just true that I am like that for some companies. I don't do these things for any company. I don't catch nines for any company. I don't bottom fish growth names if I never felt they were worth it. I did it because the upside is just far more compelling, even if the world hates growth names. The world's hating on C Limited. The world hates everyone. But I'm bullish, as you see, on Unity, Roblox, Palantir, C Limited, Zoom Video, CrowdStrike, Cloudflare, Affirm, Square, C Limited, Ad Alibaba, Tencent. Was I punished? Yeah. Will I get rewarded? Yeah, too. It's not a straight line up. It's not a straight line down. I'll have my days of rallies, just as what's been happening to Chinese stocks lately. You know, when everyone wanted to kill them to pieces, I do offensive-defensive. Because I can't just go offense without any defense. But at least now, you know, when the times are tough, I may be passive, but I am also silent, but I'm actually supporting the ones I love to own. Your love will get tested in bear markets. The question is, did you actually end up buying and owing, owning the true companies you've ever loved? I hope my story showed to you. I did, even if it took some beating along with it. Even if C-Limited's bottom so far is 168, I didn't catch the bottom. I bought 190. When I saw that it reversed from 170 plus to 190, I thought I was not be gonna be able to get 170 back. So I bought 190. I was more scared that I won't be able to buy C-Limited at 170s that I ended up buying 190. That was it, January 6. When I saw the markets reverse, I bought at a close. So anyway, what I do know is that if C-Limited falls down this week to 170, I'm happy to know it's just going to be a triple retest. January 6, January 10, and I don't know, is it January 12? We all get, get another sell-off. But to me, you may want to own C-Limited. It fell so fast, oversold, and it's not as if the company decided to mess up their business models in just three to five days after Tencent sold a stake. From 230, it fell to 168. Will it go 130 bucks? You know, the lower it goes, I'll just probably just be more obviously buying C Limited. Obviously, you also have to trade the range in these types. If it rallies 200 bucks, people would sell. Either they're selling their cheap shares. Or everyone could sell for whatsoever reason. They sell out of fear because they're margined, margin calls because they're stopped out, whatever reason they have. But true bottoms usually break charts. A breakdown of 200 leads to 168, snaps back to 190, 1200. That support will get resisted as a resistance. Navigating them are hard, but you can tell people are too bearish. January 6, 7, 10 are days when the market is very bearish. 
you want to be cautious and flexible in your opinions. Because if anything, market is too bearish. So anything can also happen, including a rally. It's too one-sided nowadays. The puts are overbearing. It can fall. It can rise. That is what happens when it's already too oversold. That's what the markets are giving to us. Okay? Thank you.